Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. Uh, this is another crea- creator-owned spotlight. We're going to talk about a crowdfunding project, and we've uh, we've talked about it a little bit before on the podcast, but now the, the campaign is well underway, uh, so we're going to talk some slow city blues, and I uh, have the creative team here with me, uh, and they're going to talk about how the campaign's going uh, and kind of the community and the reaction. And we'll talk a little bit about collaboration as well. Uh, I know there's a lot of aspiring comic creators that listen to the comic source, so you're going to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, about how these guys do what they do and, and what the collaborative process is like. So uh, let's start with you, Sean, and we'll let everybody give a, a quick introduction of what they did on Slow City Blues. I'm Sean Mall. I'm the penciler. And John? Uh, yeah, I'm John Levisay. I am the inker. And Sam? I am Samuel Hain, and I am the writer and the dummy who didn't make his coffee beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> the brains behind the whole thing uh the brain doesn't work the brains right. behind the whole thing doesn't work unless doesn't, there's enough caffeine doesn't work without uh without coffee uh, i did my no. math wrong i was almost here at 7 a.m my time instead of <laughs> one oh, time zones they're the best mm-hmm. uh well as i mentioned uh and and we did have jordan from zoop on to, to talk about the fact that you guys are are you, you not only did you launch Slow City Blues, but you launched on a new cloud uh, crowdfunding platform uh, called Zoop, uh, which can be found at zoop.gg. But as I mentioned, it's already fully funded. Uh, it funded relatively quickly. Uh, let's start with you, John. Uh, how how do you think the campaign went? Did it uh, did it fund kind of around the time that you uh, expected? How are you feeling about it overall? Um. Yeah. It's been it's been going really well. Um. I think you know since Zoop is a brand new brand new business brand new platform you know we just had that that hurdle of making sure everyone knew what it was and getting the word out making sure everyone was comfortable in wanting to purchase something so just that was that was kind of the only thing we really had to like just work on everything else was easy you know the book's all done so we didn't we didn't have to worry about trying to run the campaign each day and then drawing and doing this or getting anything done so you know, it worked out, but yeah, we definitely, um, a lot more people heard it. We got a lot of press out there. You've been tremendously helpful, helping spread the word each day on Twitter and stuff. So it's, um, that's the best, that's the thing. You just got to social media and make sure, you know, you're just getting as far reach as you can. Yeah. And let me ask you, Sam, um, you know, we talked a little bit, uh, previously about how cool it is to do crowdfunding and go directly, uh, kind of, kind of remove that barrier, go directly to the readers or the fans and re- remove yeah. that barrier of a, of a publisher, because uh, initially you had, you had uh, told me you guys were going to do this at Image and then the timing didn't work out and just decided to kind of do it yourself. Um, and to John's point about it being a new platform, and maybe the community's not quite there. Do, do you feel like you've started to build a community around the, around the project, around Slow City Blues? It, it's a slow build. Uh, there's definitely, we definitely kind of felt, I mean, l- luckily we, we, we got funded within the first week, which is fantastic. Uh, but, but it's a, it's a slow build. I mean, having, having Zoop have no, you know, brand awareness or presence, it's, it's, it really relied. And this, you know, I think this is a testament to, uh, Sean and John and Dave's amazing work and who they are as creatives. Cause like, uh, pardon my French, but like, I, I ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's the, it's really the trust in, their brands in them as creatives in the people that John got to do all the covers that got and, and, and everyone in all of our own personal communities that really helped push this over the edge. Cause there was a lot of uh, retailers that came on board to go, Oh, I want to do a, I want to do a variant cover or I want to, I want to order heavy. And that was, that was because of John. I mean, we all did our due diligence uh, and and Eric, and Jordan and Eric and Zoop have been very helpful, but a lot of it is because of the community we established, and then and because of that, we were then be able to build on top of that. Uh, because even I think even my mom, weirdly enough, my mom, my own mom, she's like, I'm gonna buy a lot of stuff. For, everyone's getting a car cover for Christmas. She called me and went, so I. I have my identity stolen two years ago. Um, we sure that this site is legit. It's not a scam. It's like, yeah, mom, like it's, 
I'm t- I, I sent the link to you. Uh, but since, you know, since that, I, I think that people are, they, you see all, you see all the press, you see all the great things that they're doing. You saw that like the Des pop, like their next campaign got funded within like the first day or two, which was like fantastic for him. Uh, but it's, it's a slow build to a community. And I think once the, once the word starts to really get out to like what the, the, of the quality uh, of projects that they uh, announce and then they put onto their platform, I think it'll, it'll be an exponential growth. Uh, so to way roundabout answer your question. Yes. I think that, I think that the community is growing for Zoop. Uh, and I, and I think that uh, it will continue to grow, but it, it's definitely been a slow growth thus far, I guess, in my own impatient brain. Uh, of going like, well, why doesn't everyone love it? It's like because not everyone knows what a zoop is. Yeah, it's it, it's true, and it's uh, it definitely one of the challenges you you took on as a team because uh, to your to your point, Sam. Yeah, I mean, this is a new platform as opposed to if you guys had gone with Kickstarter, Indiegogo. There's, it, it's gotten you know after last year, and we've talked about this before, where people are going there looking for comics. So you know maybe it's it's higher traffic and and but. You know, this is a, a different thing, and, and what we love about Zoop, and what you all love about Zoop, and maybe you can talk uh, to this, uh, speak to this, Sean. Uh, the fact that they handle, you know, all the logistics stuff, and you guys just get to keep creating, because, uh, like Sam said, this series is completely done. Um, so you're you're not having to spend time, even though the series is completed, you're not spending time every day still working on it in terms of interacting on social media and and doing the, that kind of stuff and getting ready to ship and dealing with printers. So you can move on to your, to your next project. Um, that must've been something that uh, you thought was a great idea as well, Sean, to use this platform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I could picture was John having a ton <laughs> of uh, books in his garage, you know, <laughs> and uh, stickers at Sam's. Uh, I don't think they're going to ship it all the way up to the great white North up here to, uh, <laughs> for me to hold on to it. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't deal well with distractions when I'm really trying to dig into work. So uh, you, <laughs> something like Zoop coming along is, is, uh, is pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know. I, like I said, all I could see was John with that stuff. So yeah, big pallets <laughs> in his, in his garage, tried to get yeah. it figured out. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and it is interesting. Let, let me ask you this, Sean. Um, you know, I know you guys decided because the whole series was, was done or, you know, we shouldn't say the whole series, the first five issues. Uh, are done to drop everything at at once um if the series does continue you do have more stories to tell uh i think the fact that actual physical copies of slow city blues exist out in the world do you think that'll help the next time time around because you know to sam's point earlier about hey people are going to know about this and if you have retailers and hey where can i get this uh if you guys continue um i i would think that it would it would help for the the next go around what do you think sean i i think so i mean um people are going to be able to get their hands on it people that don't know what zoop is people that don't know what even know about crowdfunding that just wander into comic shops and things are going to be able to get their hands on it you know i mean it's i don't i think it's going to be big as far as i think that part of it is going to be big because people can just randomly get it without having to be targeted with marketing. You know, they don't have to be following one of us on social media or somebody that, that puts it out there. So, I mean, we've had people give us a shout out that have like thousands and thousands of followers and, you know, maybe they don't have comic fans that are in their followers as much, you know, so it'll be nice for people to be able to go into shops and, and grab something like that. Yeah, and I've seen recently that a few different people have been talking about how few comic fans are really on Twitter, which always surprised me because it's a great community, comic community on Twitter. But I hear something like only 15% of comic readers are on Twitter. And I start thinking, man, how do I reach these people so I can get them to listen to my show so they'll pick up these great books that we're talking about? That's the challenge. Um, so let me ask um, you. Chase, I, uh, oh, I had one thing to add to um, what Sean was saying with um, with the book being all done. The main thing I've heard from, you know, Sam and I calling all these comic shops and talking to the retailers and getting them interested in the book is that the main thing they've been excited about is that 
they're going to get all five issues at once and they don't have to try each month to remind the, the customers like, Hey, this came back in or this is coming out next week. So they'll have all five ready to go. And it'll be easier for them as a selling point. Like, look, they're all ready. You can get them all right now and you can, or you can wake them in your box next week. So they won't have to keep pushing. It's like a Netflix. Exactly. We're just doing a season. Uh, Yep. 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 We're doing a season one drop. So they don't have to constantly try to remind the customer that this is going to be coming out. So it'll be all ready to go. Yeah. It's a, it's a good point. And, and, um, like I was saying earlier, I think once it actually exists out there in the world, um, Mm -hmm. people have a little bit more, confidence you know they can they can see it they can hold it they can see the quality and uh the other thing about zoop as opposed to crowdfunding even if people don't get in in the initial campaign which uh like john said there's about 11 days to go or so yeah uh, they'll still be able to go to zoop and and order it right john yeah i believe that's how we're working it we're going to have um the campaign to get um a lot of the specials we have will will be at the 11 day mark coming up. But after we get everything settled, I'm pretty sure Sam, I believe will be, they'll be able to get some stuff here and there. Yeah. They'll be able to do uh, long tail sales uh, from their e-commerce store. Uh, and when, and it's then, set up. You know, when it's finally set up. And then yeah. obviously since uh, people who, you know, who may have missed out on this and listened to this episode later, uh, cause you're not like looking on Twitter hard enough, uh, <laughs> that the books ship in September. So they'll get them in October. So it's like, you have this chance in June. And if you're listening to this, you're like, oh man, this is, uh, this is July. And I'm listening to this where it's like, well, you can get it in October. Cause you know, uh, John and I, and, and Zoop, which is something that Kickstarter and Indiegogo would never do. Uh, they've been, ve- we've been very due diligent about going to, uh, contacting shops, you know, because I, I think they, and John will absolutely agree. I think we all know that uh, when it comes to crowdfunding, the brick and mortar really do get the shaft and they're getting so, they're getting so screwed from Lunar and Diamond and all of this, you know, all of this ridiculousness uh, that we wanted to make sure that we shared, you know, we shared the love. There isn't this like, oh, it, the book came out to the backers you know, but you can get yours three months later. Right. Like we, we wanted to make sure like they took care of, they've taken care of the rest of my team. And so we wanted to make sure that our team like took care of them. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. I mean, we need to take, and we do need to take care of our our retailers. I mean, they got a, that is a tough job. I've talked about it hundreds of times on the show. What other industry do you have to order something two months ahead of time? That's not even made. Hope it gets made. Hope it shows up. You know, it's, yeah. it's insanity. The, the model. That's nuts. Yeah. And, and we do need, you know, we do need to support them because as Sean will tell you, you know, that's why we have careers is that they're ordering our books and they're reordering them and they're, they're keeping up with that kind of stuff. So we, you know, I wouldn't have my, the longevity I've had if it wasn't for them. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. Direct market's very important. Uh, Sean, what about going back to this? You know, we meant, we've mentioned several times about how the first five issues are done. Um, so with this campaign, do you feel like you've, you've kind of, even though you're not actively working on Slow City Blues now, you've kind of gone, been pulled back into the world a little bit? Has it been kind of fun to see how things have <laughs> yeah. gone? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It gives me a, a reason to, to spend more time. A little, I mean, I'm not a big social media user. I mean, I was on Twitter in the, well, sort of when it started, I guess, somewhere in there when it started to get big and then just sort of phased off of it. And then some friends of mine, I, I, I was on Facebook years ago and I just got off of that and uh, probably never to return. But um, the uh, Instagram is where some, I, you know, it's it was pictures. I was able to curate it so that it's just fun stuff to look at and uh, keep some of the negativity out of it. And, and so now it's been kind of fun to, to jump back in and, and I don't know, post some stuff now and then, or find some old sketches or uh, do, you know, it doesn't have, it's not, it's, it's a little commitment. It, it takes me a little while to post for, for some to, you know, to get some kind of quality posts. Like some of these guys do. I, I sit there and I'm like, you know, that had to take an hour, you know, yeah. it's like every time you turn around and do that, people think it's just so <laughs> instant, but, yeah. but it's uh, you know, it takes a little while to get stuff. Yeah. You know, I got to size stuff. I don't like, I don't like the way it crops work. You know, you got to have a square. Yeah. It seems like, so I got to go into Photoshop and make a black background on it or whatever I want. And 
and then send it to my phone so I can post to, you know, to Instagram. Always so, this is why all of our pages need to be nine panel pages, Sean. All right. of Watchmen. And Square. And Square, yeah, right? Or Marvel pages, Marvel pages. Uh, yeah. Some likes nine panel pages. It's always the uh, the artist with that artist eye, their own worst critic. I can't just take, snap a picture with my phone. It's got to be just right. I, I appreciate the dedication. Uh, yeah, I don't know about just right, but it just seems like, you know, somebody you're trying to show a comic book page and what it looks like. And so, you know, yeah, you I just to, I have to yeah. make it fit the dimensions of the medium. Yeah, you want it. You definitely do want to see it. Uh, you, you wanted it to have its best chance to succeed. You want to present it in the best light possible. I get it. Yeah, 100 percent. Uh, well, we have talked before, John, about um, the fact that you kind of brought Sean to the to the project. Um, let's talk a little bit about about that. Let's talk a little bit about um, him coming on the project, and then uh, maybe Sam can take over and talk a little bit about how the collab uh, collaborative process between writer and penciler uh, kicked off. Yeah, I um, we were Sam and I were looking for an artist for the book, and you know I think I had mentioned before that I was not going to be involved in any of the artwork. I might ink a cover or two here and there, but I wasn't. Gonna, I was just going to oversee everything, and it was taking so long to find everybody. We 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 talked to this guy and that guy and that dude over there and that person. It just just wasn't you know nothing was gelling, nothing was working out, and then I was just looking and looking and looking. Sam was looking, and then I randomly heard from a friend of mine that Sean was looking to come back and start doing comics because he, if I remember correctly, he had left to to do some advertising work and stuff. So uh, I got his info. Uh, I called him. We talked for a long time. I sent him the script. And then he reminded me that we had worked together once years and years ago on this crazy Deadpool Venom story, which I think the deadline was so tight and I just had to zoom that. <laughs> That's not the one I was looking for, but I don't have my copies right now. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the deadline was so Nobody tight. Nobody has I just, those copies. I had to zoom yeah, through well, the pages. I do have, I have two, but they're not with me. Um, and so, yes, we had worked together once previously. And then, you know, we were talking, I, I sent him the script. He called me back after he read it. He was way into it. And um, it, seemed like it was a good fit, you know, we got along and stuff. So I, I told Sam, I go, I think this is the dude. And he, he agreed. And and I started doing pages, a lot of pages. <laughs> so, uh, so Sam, when you first saw Sean's, Sean's work or heard, Hey, maybe mm-hmm. Sean's available. Uh, were you familiar with his work? Uh, kind of what were your thoughts on, on the, on bringing uh, Sean on board? When he, I, so I should, probably shouldn't say this out loud, but <laughs> I like you, Jay. So um, <laughs> when he told me about Sean, I went and I like, I pirated that what if Venom Deadpool uh, to look at him like, oh, this is rad. Yeah, this guy. And then what really sold it weirdly enough was, yeah, I stole a comic. <laughs> Whatever, Marvel. Um, uh, what sold me weirdly enough was how he did John's hair. Everyone who we talked to was he, they they had some like weird nonsensical take where it like part down the middle yeah. on the side da 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 and it was like it was short and it was like how John, I can't remember how John describes it but it's like those like Sylvester like chunky choppy type of lines right it looks John like razor, it's it's razor dull razor blade Cut yeah. with a dull razor yeah. yeah and he's the only one that did that and in my mind I was thinking oh it should look like this and then when Sean showed me like his first like mock up. Uh, like character design sketch on oh no no that that's what I wanted the whole time I don't know how to t- I didn't know how to convey it uh, I I still am I still struggle with being you know with our communicative skills where it's like I'm a writer I have words I should be able to do this but it's like oh no no you that was it yeah 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 that's so interesting because uh, you know it, you didn't specifically describe it but yet Sean managed to I don't know uh, yeah, you just serendipit- serendipitously pull it out of your brain without you even realizing it. So when you, when you read the script, Sean, like, did you, these characters come to life for you? Like in terms of, Hey, I know exactly how that guy's, I don't know what his uh, facial features are going to look like his hair, that sort of thing. Yeah. Sometimes a little too much, a little too clear because then I do stuff and you know, they had other ideas for how right. they saw it. But um, uh, John Loris, the main character came pretty much, 
uh, the only change I think Sam had was I, he wanted his forehead um, a little shorter, the hairline a little lower or something like that originally. And that was about it. Um, as, as far as I can remember, do you, Sam, do you remember any different? I just knew that I, I just didn't see the character after I read the script. I didn't see it like some of the sketches that I'd seen that they had. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't, they just didn't resonate with me the same way. And I, I saw like a, like a, a young kind of Clint Eastwood, um, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Newman, you know, uh, Steve McQueen kind of character. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, Steve McQueen was more what I was trying to say than Paul Newman, but I also had the cool hand loop thing in my mind with him because he, he is kind of a, you keep take a beating and, and get, keep coming, you know? So, so that's kind of what uh, I was thinking with more of a modern, you know, like I said, that he's got bedhead all the time. Um, when I draw him, he, sometimes his hair is going this way and sometimes it's going this way and it's intentional. Um, it's, it's just a, whatever direction his head is sort of turning, his hair is sort of going that way. And then <clears throat> John came along and added um, more texture and stuff to it. Cause I was drawing it more. I draw more graphically right. just as shapes. And then um, John's been adding the, like he said, it's, you know, he pictures it like a razor cut and, and uh, so it's all messy all the time. So, and we did sort of talk about that. That, that was what all was the about. work that goes into that hair between you and making sure like it's that like divining rod directional feel wherever yeah. his head's going and then john you know doing his like sylvestri lines and then dave just like doing the perfect amount of re like rendering in the coloring itself too is like the amount that goes into that hair is it blows my mind yeah well i, I mean obviously it's noticeable as a you know, I've gotten a chance to read the first couple issues and as a reader, as a fan, I noticed the hair. Maybe it's because I don't have any. And when I see cool hair, like that, <laughs> it's like, man, I wish you my want hair that like cool that. hair. Yeah, I wish I had that cool hair. It's uh, yeah. It's, it's great. Well, if you notice any of the posts I've put up on Twitter with, you know, a page or a panel from the book, I was so particular to make that that hair look as cool as <laughs> just like you could really touch it and. It, it didn't happen all the time and I'm way too hard on myself. And I, you know, I was like, man, this one, I was like, I'm just going to get in, get in, get in. And then I'll go back in. And if you really zoom in on those pics, you can see like where I've done the white out for the highlights and the negative and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that one works. And I would text it to Sean. I was like, look, it worked. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's great. I actually <laughs> didn't put that much thought into the hair. It just sort of we happened. Should, but by the time we should get change done, this, it's, it's something that's like, uh, you know, like you said, people are noticing it, I guess, is hair. So yeah. that's good. You need a or salon city blues. Matthew yes. McConaughey blues. Yeah. Or, or, or doing moose, doing moose face all the time. I had to make sure I had the yeah. right amount of, yeah. you know, yeah. grain out right here and doing every little line. And I had that, doing the ears the different way. So yeah, it was, it has a lot of lines. Yeah, it is. It's a, it, yeah. And it's a gorgeous book. You guys have, have absolutely killed it on the art. And yeah, you may have to do a, yeah, a, a spotlight issue on, on the hair. Come up with, or Sam can come up with. Yeah. I'm waiting for the comments section about what is it with these guys in the hair? Yeah, Salon City Blues. Yeah. When <laughs> when I did when I did that one cover, the fence cover, that one where he's got the back and it's got the big oh. fence behind him and stuff. You know, everyone's like, "Oh my god, look at that fence! Look at that fence!" I was like, "No, I go. I finally got his head of hair. I finally got it. The the gruffness." I, I tried doing it. I found this pen and it, it his hair is only the size of maybe like a, a a large quarter, but that was the only thing I was pleased with. Like the fence is fine. It looks neat and everything, but no, that's the thing. Look at that. Like, well, I don't know. I'm looking at the fence. I was like, right, that's, <laughs> that's why, that's why Reggie picked it as his variant cover. Cause he's like, Jace, he's, he's clean shaved too. No, no, good no, hair. no, 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 no. Are you sure that could be it? I'll text him. I'll ask him. But yeah, we'll have to get the, the dish on that. Uh, well, the other aspect of this, you know, beyond John, John Loris and, and his look with the hair and the stubble. And uh, I, I totally get that vibe of like that loner, Clint Eastwood, Steve McQueen kind of tough guy. So I'm not surprised that you went there in your head, Sean. Uh, but the other aspect of this, uh, when you read the script, it's like, yeah, you have this cool main character. But he's living in his own imagination. So as a penciler, you can kind of go anywhere, draw anything. Like I, I, 
talk a little bit about the the excitement as a as a creative to be able to to do this. And was there anything that you went to Sam and went, you know what? I kind of feel like drawing this. Can we do this kind of crazy idea? Was there any of that of that back and forth? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose a little bit, but it was all there was a lot of stuff that was that was there that wasn't there. I don't know how to put it. Like we Sam and I've gone back and forth with some things where I'm positive that something is going a certain way it's and you know he wrote it that way and he's like i didn't write that i'm like it's here it's in all the pages it's in it's not in what's said it's in between the lines right like there's a there's a romance in there that i saw that uh, or a crush that sam completely didn't see he didn't write it that way i was positive mm-hmm. that it was intentional and uh and it, it you know it's just sort of it, it's uh what do you call sam subtext oh yeah something like that but uh yeah anyhow yeah i i uh the characters, the world, I, I guess I originally saw it a little darker in my head because of my uh, sort of weird penchant for that, I guess. And as time went on, um, like I, the move character, the direction they kind of wanted to go in the beginning um, just wasn't resonating with me. I couldn't make it work in, in my style. And I sort of had to grab hold of him. And, and as I did, and he got cartoonier, more plastic in my imagination, then it sort of, it sort of uh, happened and started to become a lot more fun. And, uh, and you get the move that you've got now, you know, so. And I, I think that a lot, I mean, a lot of that, because there's so much weird and wild and wacky shit in there, pardon my French again, uh, that you, Sean had to do the brunt of that. Like there's only... I, my brain, I'll quote Quajandro, where it's like, my brain's a bag of cats, uh, but there's only so much. Like, if you look at those that double-page spread on page two and three of the first issue in the bar, uh, I think I ha- I think I was like, okay, do the do Boggy, have one of the fly traps in there, have the man-sized donut, uh, and then, you know, there were a handful of, like, other characters, but he ended up drawing, like, 80 characters, and I think I maybe gave him, like, five or five to seven examples and i was like yeah that's good and he's like more i was like oh and he just kept going and going and going and it kept like the shot kept getting pulled back further and further to show more which is absolutely what it needed because that that like whiplash juxtaposition between of of tonality between pages one and then the two and three is was i think so pivotal to help set the kind of like uh, what what the book was going to be at its heart uh, that sh- like Sean absolutely needed to do that. I just didn't, I didn't, ha- I, I wasn't thinking, you know, uh, that outside the box that he was. And so like, that just goes to show like how, how amazing Sean is and then how crazy he is, but he'll never let on. Cause he's, I think he's other than John, he's like the most like steady one of all of us. I'm the, I'm the wildest. I'm the craziest one, but John's pretty how steady. inventive. How yeah, John, you like a rock. Uh, but how inventive Sean is, and like how much freedom he had, or there were like pockets of it. Because again, sometimes like me not knowing, being at my like my first time at bat, me not knowing and like holding on too tightly. There were definitely points there, uh, and Sean and I, Sean and I have talked about that. Of like, I'll I'll let you do more, you know. But it's like I still need to, be, you know. So it's like me learning to let go, and when I let go, you get double page splashes like that you know yeah it's always the neurotic now now i'm listening to myself yeah going like (laughs) i need to i do need to let go more well you know it kind of reminds me what you're talking about sam's reminds me of um, a little bit of a conversation that was happening on twitter in the comics community recently where they were talking about what a what a penciler what the the visuals do for a comic You, you take the script and you're basically rewriting it you know we and i don't know why this happens but so often it's it's the, you know, if in the example of your book would be, you know, Sam Hagen's Slow City Blues when it's covered in an article. And it's not that. It's so much the, the visual. I mean, Sean is taking it's, your yeah. script and he's completely rewriting it, but in a visual sense. He's just as much a storyteller as, Absolutely. as you are. So when he starts coming in with these ideas and things that he picked up subtextually and, and kind of reading between the lines, hey, I noticed this in the story. And he really is putting his own stamp on it. You must have been like, oh, we uh, we made a great choice. Like we we did pick the perfect guy to draw this. Yeah, I I think 
there was never a point where I was like, oh, no, not not Sean. You know, like, oh, uh, it was always I was always pleasantly surprised. And I was always there were so many points. And I and I've told I've told Sean this. I know I've told John this where it was like I didn't even think to think of that, you know. Uh, and so it was it, it's fantastic to have him in his the expression work that he does and the physicality that he can then convey is so pivotal where it's like, I, I like, I I'm learning all these lessons as we're going through them. Uh, and yes, story is story is story, but the medium is so specific. So it's like the less I can, the less I can say on the page means the balloons are smaller, which means we get to enjoy the art more. So that like that doubly, <laughs> goes on to Sean's shoulders and I think he's you know he's ran with that burden uh really well so. uh, let's talk a little bit about the collaboration Sean between you and, and John as as the inker uh, I, I've heard from pencilers before the more they work with uh somebody they can kind of start to take a little bit uh of shortcuts save time on certain things because the inker becomes more comfortable and knows what uh what the penciler is trying to convey uh, did you find that to be the case as the project uh, uh, kind of moved along? You know, as you worked with John more and more, it, it got kind of easier. You got to uh, maybe, hey, he, he's going to know what I mean in this particular area if I just do it this way. Uh, easier in some ways. And then you end up putting more work in in other places. You get, you know, you got to do a little like I, I posted, uh, reposted. John had posted a double page spread with a, an ape and a machine guns, you know, and then this chain link fence again. And um, I went and I drew that whole thing in and I got done and I was sort of like, all right, man, here you go. And John's like, I got this, no problem. And he went and redrew every link. He didn't, you know, like I said, he didn't shortcut it. He, he did every one, you know, the way I'd done it. Why this thing is going But that's just degree. John. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's, that's John. So it was... Uh, it definitely makes things easier when you, when you know, John's adding, uh, you know, he wanted a consistency to the textures. Like he'll tell you he's, you know, he's got certain nibs for certain things. And um, like um, we're totally rendering things differently in places, but what you see in the end is John's is John's rendering. So like, like moves arms, you know, I will render them a certain way. I pictured them less hairy but John pictured him with more hair and they ended up having more hair and it adds more texture, which is something I like. I like, um, I like texture as, as value. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it creates more, more values of gray and leading towards black on a, on a page, you know? And so, uh, the leather jacket, you know, I pictured it gritty. And so places like that. Yeah. I, I don't really have to put too many, little tick marks and things in it as time went on, because I know John's going to do something. He's going to do what he wants with it because, well, and you know, he's the talent coordinator on top of it. So he's not just, just a subordinate, you know, he's, he knows what he wants. These guys came to me with the project. I didn't come to them with it. So. Well, so there's, there's been a couple of times where I got a little too overzealous on some rendering or I had, I, I had something that just, it didn't work whether I grabbed the fiber with my quill and I had to go back in and just white out a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm trying to patch it, make it work. And, you know, and Sean, I had this thing in the beginning I was doing, I wasn't doing overly thin lines on John's cheek and I just wasn't doing it. And then Sean was, he was like, we got thin and we got thin. And I finally was letting it sink in to just keep doing the line work on his sunken in cheeks way thinner so it took a while but like there was one panel we had to redo the whole panel because i effed it up so bad i just screwed something up and i was like oh yeah yeah we gotta so we finally fixed it it looks 10 times better it just like the 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 lighting we pulled off in his cheek and that was my fault so there was a handful of times where i just mucked something up and you know i just had to fix it later but i mean that is the challenge as an inker right when you start working with somebody especially on a project this big Mm -hmm. um that you got to find that sweet spot okay how how am i going to render these these pencil lines how am i going to add uh, yeah. value and texture um and i mean i imagine it can be a challenge to to get it but then once it clicks in then things start to to kind of pick up the pace is that accurate john oh yeah that was a thing like you know since we had so many different 
you know, supporting characters and this and that. And they were, a lot of them were going to show up here and there. So it took a while, like even trying to figure out what was going to, how Moose look was going to be. It just like, it took a while, a while, a while. And then once, as Sean said earlier, I had certain nibs I saved for different things. Like the one I had for John's hair and Moose, very coarse, short hair on his arms and the tail and anything else. It just, it took a while, but once it sat, sank in, that was it. I just boom, like I just like I go, 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 go. And it just took a while to get to that point. But and Sam will probably agree with me, he'd get very upset that I was taking too long on certain pages. But then when I would finish it, he's like, Oh, you're done. I was like, Yeah, it took me like 17 minutes. He's like, What? And I was like, Well, once I figured out that was the thing, you gotta go. And once you get the flow going, you gotta move. So um That's never the answer he should have given me. It's just yeah, like but- this take some take a couple of days, some take half an hour, and you're just like, I don't this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not a very- I'm not an artist boy. <laughs> the very final page I did, I like for the whole story, I got the last page and I don't know, I was in a good mindset that afternoon and I did the whole thing in 90 minutes and it came out very nice. And I told Sam that I thought his head was going to explode. <laughs> still, I'm still salty about that. It's like this, this is how long, this is how long it should take. You're this good. All the time, no. I don't understand. No, so, I yeah, no, I I know the both of you, Jesus. But also, I, like Dave cranks pages. out colors, like it's no one's business, you know. And so I see yeah. you crank out pages, and then I'll see John crank out pages, and then I'll see Dave just like like he's a like he's a machine, and was, you he know. Is. And then there's pauses, you know, where it's like I, I uh, so, yeah. but it's because I can't draw my way of a paper bag is what it is, so I don't understand. Yeah, and it is it is interesting because you hear you know well a writer can do several books and usually uh, you know per month yeah. uh, as opposed to the artistic team usually it's it's one per month these days as opposed to the the guy like you know Kirby the king you know guy yeah. doing like three books a month like wait what how did this <laughs> did he ever sleep like what's going on um, no talk a little bit Sean about uh, finding an inker that works for your style. Um, and then establishing long-term collaboration. I mean, is that something as a, as a penciler you, you look for or, uh, and, and it may uh, vary per penciler, maybe some pencils like to work with a variety of different inkers because they pull different, uh, different things out of, of your work. Uh, there's a comfort um, to knowing that someone's going to give uh, the care to it that you put into it. Like it, you guys were just talking about something that reminded me of a, I did a double page battle scene one time for something and um, it took me probably the better part of four days or more. I mean, in long days, you know, Mm -hmm. with deadlines and stuff. And, um, and then when it got in uh, something else happened with regular inks or whatever. And editor told me that the dude had inked it in four hours or something like that. And it's like, it might even two and, uh, and it was a blue line that he inked he didn't even ink the original wow yeah so what came out in the comic is like nothing like what left my drawing table so that stuff sort of sets you off a little bit yeah and uh yeah so it's it is it's it's really a comfort you know when i've got somebody that's been doing this for 28 years you know so when i hand my stuff off i know it's how it's going to get treated and we you know we ink this he's inked this many pages you know we worked this this stuff out together for this long, you know, this past couple of years. So, you know, it's, it, it definitely, you definitely look for somebody that can, can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. That's uh, that's interesting. So where we are in the, the campaign now, like I said, there's about 10, 11 days left um, before the, this, this campaign ends for the first five issues. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get more of the story. Uh, but at this point, Sam, I got to think what you're most looking forward to is just, okay, let's, have the campaign end so we can get the books out there and get people's reactions. Like, is that the, the big target that's up next for you guys? Just to let's get it out there. Let's get it out in the world and, and see how people respond. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think the, I think that's second first, I guess, chronologically is let's have this campaign end. So I don't have to be on social media. <laughs> I, I didn't have any before this. And then we had to do all this. And I feel like I'm constantly there. Uh, I don't know how John does 
non how he's doing nonstop Spider-Man right now because I feel like I haven't written a lick because I'm just constantly like like Sean where it's like oh how can I best how can I have the best posts how can I do how can I be so pithy and quippy and da 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 but definitely <laughs> but it's it's nice to have had so much press and like critical acclaim and da, 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 and people and every have everything be so glowingly received uh but i i so desperately want to and maybe this is just me having it be my first one having it be out in the world so we can hold it so we can touch it so i can see people look at it you know and and, and flip through it uh so yeah yeah i'm i'm very excited i think october can't come soon enough uh my fiance uh we're getting married in like two weeks probably doesn't want to hear me say that but i will stick to I'll stick to if I could jump to October, I absolutely would. Hey Sam, look, my suit came. <laughs> How he's in my wedding. How did yours and mine not come yet? This is this is BS. Don't stress, you still have time. Uh, I know how stressful okay. weddings, weddings can be. I actually have a kind of a funny story about my wedding. So I was a, a chef at the time in a restaurant in California where I'm from, and we that's where we were having the reception. And so I was literally making all the food for my own wedding and our deliveries would come in every Friday morning by like nine o'clock that day. Mm -hmm. It's like three o'clock and our delivery still hasn't come. And I am freaking the hell out. And then it finally got there at like three 15 and I'm like, I got to try to get all this food made. Cause I got to go to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Or, or the wild. The, yeah. The rehearsal and then the rehearsal. Yeah. It was, yep. So yeah, I understand. Do, that, were you making the food for the rehearsal dinner too? No, no, no. We. Uh, oh, we thank God! Somewhere. Like, I got to make all this food to serve the people yeah. so I can get married. Yeah, but it wasn't like I could go. Okay, well, if I don't get it done Friday night, I can go in early Saturday morning and get it made, like I would if it was somebody else's wedding. You know, I'd yeah. actually go get married. So that's kind of, wild. Kind of funny. Uh, well, Jace, yeah, we've gotten off on this. Hey, Jace, I had one thing to add what you had mentioned in the beginning was like people getting, you know, wanted to be comfortable using Zoop and getting that all going. I think the best reaction we'll get is in October when people get the product and the books is the reaction we, we I want to see is how nice they're going to enjoy how well printed and how well put together the books and the hardcovers is like with the that was one of the reasons we wanted the zoo because they knew the good printers to use and stuff so they're going to be really really nice looking stuff with the slip cases the hardcovers the issues like all the printing quality is going to be very top notch so i think everyone's gonna be very pleased when um they receive that i i didn't want to take any shortcuts with that stuff so yeah it's, gonna a, be, it's, a, it's gonna be some yeah. good looking product yeah it's a good point and we've talked about it before how um you know, when something is presented in, in a nice package, it, just, it feels like quality. You feel you feel the value. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe you want to comment on this, Sean, you know, going back to the idea of this, you know, double page spread that you spent, you know, 12 hours a day for four days on. And then, you know, it gets kind of the short shrift when, when it comes to the inking part. So yeah. as a as a as a penciler and, you know, you're pouring your heart and soul into these pages, knowing it's going to be presented in its best possible quality as best possible light that must be um kind of a relief for you to hear that yeah no it's it's great um the uh sometimes when you see your stuff i never thought much about it years ago and and um i i had buddies you know that were in the industry and and they would talk about when something was reprinted on on better paper mm -hmm. and then i started to notice and it's like oh it's just a lot more fun to look at you know right. i mean because i was more like you know, the stuff's made for comic book fans to just, you know, read and, you know, you spend all this time on a page and you know that it's going to, you know, it's going to take somebody 10 seconds to go buy it. And then, you know, they may never look at it again. You know, you, you they're not going to stop and pour over all these pages. But if you put it on really nice stock, it, it, it just adds a little, a little, an extra level to it. And uh, I, I can't wait to see this stuff personally. Yeah. That, uh, that hardcover is actually got me a little bit nimbly pimbly <laughs> yeah, yeah the I, that in my, I want to get that in my hands yeah the hardcover is what i ordered as well i can't wait to have it on my on my shelf um well it's been great chatting with you guys again congratulations on being uh being funded 
Uh, we look forward to, you know, a few more people jumping on here or, or actually a lot more people jumping on here in the last week, week and a half. Um, but as we're finishing up here, uh, anything else you're working on that you, uh, that you want to tease um, or, or that you can let us know about? We'll start with you, Sean. No, I don't have anything to tell you about right now that I can, yeah. that I can tease. It's all but thank you. Gosh. <laughs> uh, what about you, John? What do you have out on the, the stands these days? Um, I had nonstop Spider-Man number three come out couple, two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And um, I waiting whenever that next issue is going to come in. So that and um, I have a Brian Hitch commission that I have been taking way too long to try and finish so <laughs> see that does it get intimidating when you work on i mean just legends like hitch or i mean it's like i don't want to mess this up no i mean i you know here's a here's a quick dumb story i tried you know because everyone tell me how hard it was and and he's a phenomenally great pencil like and he puts a ton of stuff in there and i like doing a ton of stuff so i figured why not you know there's no what what could be the problem so I heard that he was going through some inkers and people weren't staying. So I tried to get to do a sample, you know, do a sample or two at DC. And he just told me I couldn't, which I was like, I can't do a free sample. And they're like, <laughs> no. And I was like, okay. So uh, I never got to do one. So um, someone contacted me uh, a couple months ago. They had a, an, an old Iron Man cover that he had done that had not gotten inked. It was just colored right from pencils. So um, I'm working on that. I'll post it whenever I got to finish it. The, the guy who commissioned me has been incredibly generous with letting me um, not rush. So gotcha. it'll be worth it. There's, it, it. there's a ton of stuff on it. So I feel <laughs> yeah. like you're, I feel like your inking style, like the, the, the texture and values you bring in would be perfect for Hitch's work because he doesn't always bring a lot of that in the, pencils yeah. he brings a lot of uh you know a lot of stuff a lot of detail yeah but it's not always the he, there's not always the most grit or or texture you know his, his style no you know uh, i would be curious to see what i'll be real curious to see what that cover look that iron man cover looks like he has uh you know he has all that stuff all that grit and everything but the english guys the whole british comic artist scene they do their rendering just a different way than we do it over here where their stuff is, it's all there, but it's just kind of, and I, I'm not meaning this in a negative way whatsoever because they're all so good. It's I'm so controlling and precise about how I want my hatching and this and that it's got to grade out perfectly. And if I see one molecule of grayness that I don't like, I've got to go and think there it's just there. So I'm trying to find my balance of the middle of what I would do and how Brian would ink himself and still make it look cool. And maybe he'll like, I mean, if he sees it on Twitter, that would be great. And maybe he'll like it. Maybe, you know, he, he might, but um, I'm just trying to find that right balance of, you know, how they render and how I render. And, and again, probably nobody thinks like that. So I'm just being crazy, but whatever. It's just <laughs> silly anchor stuff. Uh, what about you, Sam? Anything else we should uh, be looking out for besides slow city blues? The show, we're getting, we're inching ever closer to having the, having an animated series of Slow City Blues happen. And so hopefully uh, within the next couple of months here, we'll be able to make that announcement uh, officially. But that has taken up a lot of the time. Uh, and then if, whenever I get around to it, I am working on my first novel uh with being looked kind of kind of how jim looked over my shoulder on this one uh my family i'm family friends with uh kristen hannah like she's like my the novelist she's like my godmother and so she's looking over my shoulder on this one and so that's been a very rewarding experience but right now the show the animated series man that would be absolutely fantastic uh well and yes. getting and exciting get and getting married, you're probably putting a little bit of energy. Oh yeah, oh, she, oh yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. Uh, good thing she went to a doctor's appointment. So if you're listening to this, Laura, getting married. Yeah, number one priority. Number one priority. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and that. <laughs> yeah, and that. Uh, okay, well, guys, thanks for chatting uh, again. Yeah, congratulations you. on uh, the success thank you. of thank Slow you. City Blues. Thank you. And re remember, everybody. Zoop.gg. I'll put a link in the show notes that takes you right to the page. There's there's tons of great 
uh, covers. And, and I also encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes where we had uh, Sam and John on. Uh, they talk a little bit about the covers and the tiers and all that kind of stuff. Or you can just go to zoop.gg and check it out for yourself. Uh, and remember, even if you, uh, to Sam's point earlier, even if you are listening to this after the campaign ends, you can still go to zoop.gg and, uh, and grab it. I'm telling you, when this hits in October, everybody's going to be talking about it and be like, oh, man, I didn't know about it at the time. I, I got to go and grab it. And yeah, especially if there's the announcement of the animated series. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a world that I, I have a feeling is going to, a lot of people are going to learn about over the next year or so. Yep. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Yeah. From so, my lips to God's ears, yeah. right? <laughs> Thanks in large part to, you know, to, to people like you, Jace. I mean, it's, it's the fact that you guys gave us, uh, you lent us your platform to talk about this, which has been so help, like so infinitely helpful. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, and so again, I really encourage everybody go check it out at zoop.gg. And just like I always remind uh, you guys, when you're listening to these, even if the project doesn't sound like your type of story, that's perfectly fine. Maybe you want to join the campaign, but you just don't have the means right now. Uh, that's okay too. Uh, the best thing you can do to help out these, uh, these awesome gentlemen is share it on social media, right? So we can get the most eyes on it as possible. Tell your friends about it. Somebody, you know, if you know somebody that's not on social media, Hey, this sounds like it might be right up their alley. Just let them know. Um, so they can join in and, and be sure to be part of the community and, and get a chance to check out the book. So again, thanks guys. Really appreciate it. To all you listeners, we uh, appreciate your support and for listening as always. And we will talk to you next time. Right. Thank thanks, you. Jeff. Bye. Thank you. You can find the comic source podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Google play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe and rate us. The readings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.